Hello and welcome to another installment of our coronavirus sub-series podcast. I'm Julian Wakefield and today we will be talking to Ollie Kensington, Philip Bloom and Adam Plowden about their experiences in dealing with recent events. Let's jump straight in with our first guest, professional colorist Ollie Kensington. Ring, ring, ring. Hello mate, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, how are you? Marvellous, wonderful, thank you very much, fit and healthy. Thankfully. Good to hear it. Um, so, Ollie Kensington, let's start by, um, well, do you want to give us a little bit of an introduction for the people who have not yet had the pleasure of making your wonderful acquaintance? Yeah, sure, which is no doubt most of them I'm fully expecting. Um, so I'm a colorist. I run a company called Just Grade It. Uh, I also run a film production agency called Coro Films. And because I found myself with too much time on my hands, I thought, why not run a third business? So I also run Coro Academy, which is a Blackmagic certified training partner. Fantastic. Um, right. Today, I would like to talk about the coronavirus. So we're doing a few uh, coronavirus special episodes on this podcast. Fair enough. Can I talk about it? How are things your end? Um, what's, uh, how has this affected you? Um, I, I, I feel quite guilty in a way because, um, so far very, very little impact. I mean, first and foremost, I should point out, I don't live in central London, like I'm sure a lot of your acquaintances do. Um, I live in Somerset, which is a much more rural, uh, spread out part of the country. Um, we have had far fewer cases, um, uh, of coronavirus here than than in London, um, so up until last night, things have pretty much felt normal. Um, also, me personally, um, you know, we we me and my family live in uh, uh, you know a rather a nice size house in a nice size plot with a nice big garden and surrounded by fields. And um, although the kids are off school. Um, there's plenty of space for us to kind of spread out, not not get under each other's feet. Um, and so, as I say, I feel rather guilty because <laughs> um, so far it feels almost like a holiday um, uh, at home. I've also, uh, my um, studio is in a co-working space just up, you know, sort of about 15 minutes away from where I live and they're all self-contained. We have access to only our units, although they've closed down things like the canteen here and the co-working spaces. Um, members who have their own, you know, permanent studio spaces here with their own access uh, are still able to come in. Um, I, I work on my own here anyway. Um, so, you know, I, 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 there's no chance of me interacting with other people or very, very little chance. So, yeah, it's it's not so far made much difference at all. Um, it just happened that we had scheduled in uh, work that required, uh, involved filming in our suite anyway, because I'm, I'm currently, we just started today filming my next um, training series for MZ, uh, which is Colour Correction in DaVinci Resolve. So that was always going to be filmed in my suite this time anyway, um, which is just as well, because we wouldn't have been able to do it if we had a, a location booked, which is what we've done right. in the past. Um, so yeah, it, it's, and in fact, the, the, the editing for these things, as, as you probably know, takes ages, um, normally takes about a month to edit and color grade, you know, these nine, 10 hour training videos. Mm -hmm. So it was always going to be a case of 
shooting this week and then going into self-imposed post-production exile for a month anyway. So the timing's actually relatively convenient um, for me. So it sounds like work-wise you've uh, dodged a bullet. Yeah, massively. Yeah, and even the training that I do is a lot of that's been... Although initially the the training was cancelled, so I did a lot of workshops with people like CVP and Pro AV, um, YouTube Space. Uh, I think all of all of them, without exception, cancelled, and then within a few days, actually came back to me and said, "Oh, actually, we're just going to move them online." So, um, oh, fantastic. That, so that's yeah. also good. Um, yeah. We have very quick internet connection here, so I can be based here and, and running those workshops. Uh, and I've also put up a few courses that. Um, we offer through Coro Academy. I've I've moved to three hour long online live training sessions and, and reduced the price accordingly. And and those have we've actually sold uh, three or four of those already. So um, so again, quite quite convenient. So you've <laughs> got work <laughs> to do: a fast in- internet connection, a large house with a nice big garden. Uh, do you have a spare room? Can I come stay? Yes, we do, but no, you can't because of social isolation. <laughs> oh well, we must be distanced. I tried. I tried. It was a good try. No, um, like I said, this is this is awful. It reminds me of um, Apple a couple of days ago. Um, hurriedly put together an Oprah Winfrey show for Apple TV that they've kind of said, "Oh, it's available for free for everyone," and it's just Oprah Winfrey sat in her house talking to other <laughs> celebrities about the impact of coronavirus. And if you read the comments, there's so much hate. It's like, <laughs> what do these people know about? Paying. And uh, not that I'm saying that I qualify as any of those things, but uh, uh, I do feel, like, like I said, slightly guilty that we we seem to be in a relatively comfortable position right now. Having said that, it's less than 24 hours since um, you know the announcement has come in that we're properly properly locking down. Um, mm. So uh, who knows? There's there's definitely going to be knock on impact on um, you know people who. You know, I am responsible for. You know, my my kids and their mm-hmm. education have been massively affected, um, uh, and uh, you know, it may well get to the point where we are struggling to, you know, take the dog for a walk and you know bits and pieces like that. It it, it depends how far things end up end up going. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I think... we might struggle to take the dog for a walk, Julian. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> Oh dear, um, it's not going well, is it? Well, I'm I'm glad that um, things seem relatively. Should I be more tragic or, or slightly? It less. must be difficult for you because you fly everywhere. You constantly shoot in uh, every every country known to man. So it must have made a big impact to you. Well, um, yes and no. Um, yes, because all of our events and all of our jobs have been either cancelled or postponed. Um, the ones that have been cancelled are the kind of, you know, extra ones that we do here and there. But our bread and butter work, which is event-based and international, um, well, in international locations, they've mostly been just postponed. Um, Now, our plan this year, amongst other things, was that we had 12 events to film in 12 different countries, um, and they're roughly one a month. Um, Actually, there's like 13, 14. Anyway, um, but they've all been pushed to September, October, November, which means that we are going, if everything goes to plan, we're going to have to do all 12 events in three months. So that's three uh, international locations. And I'm talking like, you know, um, 
uh, Shanghai, Sao yeah, Paulo, yeah. San Francisco. Um, which which will probably involve bringing in more subcontractors than you were originally planning to, I suspect, and therefore profits coming down. And Possibly. Or I you're think, just, just going to go just hell send, for leather. And, I think I'll just send Guy away for three months and, uh, and kick back <laughs> at home. Get, get on with it, yeah. What are you doing about, because uh, obviously you... Well, I don't know how your company's structured, but do you do you have employees? The guy and Freddie and everyone are they employees? Or are they yeah, partners? So, um, guy and I are both directors and employees of Terralon Media. Yeah, and we have my brother as an editor who is an employee, and Santi who uh, does our social media stuff for our clients and for us, who is also an employee, and they're they're both on contracts. So, um, what we're looking into now when we're speaking with our accountants about this is um, the government grants that we can apply for. Yeah. Um, yeah. To get, I think, was that 80% of their salary, is that right? Well, there's that, but the, you know, the first and seemingly easier one is you can get a £10,000 grant. Um, there are, um, of course, restrictions, hmm. um, but I think we qualify I've heard of this. Is, I haven't heard of any grants. I've heard of their loans, but... Um, yeah, so, I mean, the first and easier one or a seemingly easier one that applies to certain people is the small the small business grant of about ten thousand um, pounds, and that's for businesses who currently receive um, small business rate relief and rural rate relief. Now, I believe that means that you have to have um, a premise, or you have to be renting office space mm. and benefit from well, these business rate reliefs um, in question. And what's that based on? Is that based on turnover or is that based on how long the company's been trading or? I'm a bit fuzzy on the uh, exact specifics, but I think it's the, and, you know, do your own research, please, because I might be (laughs) chatting. But but Julian said you'd give me 10 grand. (laughs) Oh, well, if Julian said. Um, But I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of help that the government is giving to small businesses right now. Um, so log on to the HMRC website and look up, uh, or you just Google uh, coronavirus help for small businesses. And do do your own bloody things. research, Ollie, is what you really say. <laughs> well, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, oh, no, I'm kind no, of no, here to right. point you in the right direction. And then, Thanks. you know. I appreciate um, that. No, I genuinely, all I'd heard of was uh, uh, 300 thousand pounds worth of no sorry 300 billion pounds worth of of loans that were going to be made available which so is there's, like there's that there's the loans which are 80 percent guaranteed by the government yeah which you know isn't a huge help because you're still borrowing money yeah, you're just and borrowing then money. um there was there was something i saw going around for freelancers which was um like the uh financial support which i i which doesn't apply to me because I'm not uh, a sole trader, but um, uh, I believe worked out as something like £73 a week or something, which... They get, well, the equivalent of sick pay, which... Yeah, uh, which is... See, I'm just looking it up right now. I think it's the equivalent of £94.25 per week. Oh, so yes, an extra bottle of gin right there. Yeah, well, it's roughly a gin habit per week. Yeah, well, you know that's that's a bit rubbish for them. I mean, it's uh, I mean you are essentially in the same situation with, with directors of a business that are also employees. Um, I'm uh, I only employ two people. Um, one of them uh, who's was our only full time member of staff, mm-hmm. 
by complete fluke and perfect <laughs> perfect timing um, left about three four weeks ago I think um, uh, uh, went to a different job so I, I was actually advertising for his replacement and um, was quite far down through the process of, of looking to recruit when all of this kicked in and I just uh, suddenly uh, put the brakes on that and thought well let's just hold fire so um, oh, that's very typically lucky. typically being a being a man down at this time uh, of year uh, when traditionally is a very busy time of year for us um, would be a big problem but actually it's come at a very fortuitous time at the moment so mm. I'm thankfully not having to worry about um, you know covering sick pay and and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah or covering and covering an extra wage um, and it's good because I wasn't ever put in that situation of you know potentially having to you know, make him redundant because we couldn't afford to keep mm-hmm. him on. Um, you know, the, the, I'm, I've always been financially, I've always been quite prudent. I, I'm particularly conservative when it comes to, you know, if I, if I have less than six months worth of uh, income in our business account, I feel like it's, it's getting low. Yeah. Um, so I've always been that kind of you know, good with money anyway. I, I feel sorry for people that aren't naturally that way. I, mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who, you know, as long as they've got a tenner in their wallet, they feel like they're okay, you know, and, and if they have the rug pulled out from under their feet like they have and they've got no buffer, um, you know, that 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 is potentially a, a major issue if you've, if you've not planned for losing any income for days or weeks, let alone potentially months. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big problem. But, you know, as I say, fortunately, there's, there's a buffer in our business account and if it came to it, there's there's you know personal savings that we can dip into, um, mm. you know, and we can just maybe not send the kids to private school and just take all of that money and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sell your yacht, Sodom, yeah, you know, they seem to be managing without even going to school at all. So, yeah. mm. well, you fired the dog walkers, I, I hear. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of in the Any same other position. Questions? We have. Um, um, relating to finance i feel like i'm going to give you poor answers because clearly i haven't done my research <laughs> no no don't, don't worry it's it's more to get people's opinions on it and, and what people yeah. are yeah. uh what what situations people are the in the big uh, issue for me is that i i stupidly well not that i was to know but um i stupidly uh, renewed my um business lease uh for vehicles with bmw about two weeks before this all kicked off and so like it or lump it i've got two brand new hybrid x3s coming in june which and the associated payments so so that's uh i got all excited when the government lowered the uh benefit in kind percentage for for low polluting vehicles and was like hey let's grab two really expensive hybrids um so uh yeah, if you see some some guy driving around in a really nice car but weeping, um, <laughs> it's probably uh, what, is, me. what is what is that expression? I'd I'd rather be uh, crying in a really nice car than than crying. I don't know somewhere else. <laughs> that, old ch- that old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if nothing else, you've cheered me up. Uh, stuck in my edit suite, uh, shooting myself. <laughs> <laughs> shooting yourself that sounds great well filming myself filming you yourself, know, not, yeah. it hasn't got that bad <laughs> it's been one day into the uh into the lockdown and all, i can't i can't hack it i can't take it anymore <laughs> oh dear oh, jesus 
it's this whole thing's made me realize how how isolated my existence already was because <laughs> I, I haven't noticed much difference I, I go home and then I come back to a grading suite and sit on my own and then I go home again it's yeah it's not really <laughs> I don't really interact with people I don't particularly like people if I'm honest Julian and so this whole thing's kind of ideal it's a for blessing, me isn't it it's a bit of a dream it is. Are your um, people standing around you right now listening to you uh, <laughs> listening yeah. to you tell them? They know it. They know I don't like them. It's fine. I'm glad to hear that, you know, that uh, everything has kind of panned out and, and aligned itself at a for- with fortuitous timing, apart from your, yeah. apart from your cars. Thank you. But, um, apart from cars, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Woe is me. All right. Well, uh, let's catch up soon. And okay. um, good luck with the rest of your filming. See you on the other side. And I look forward to seeing an MZ uh, course with you wearing a mask. Yeah. That's going to be weird. <laughs> Colour correction in a PPE mask. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. All right, Speak dude. Soon. Take care. Bye. So there's some pretty good news from Ollie. I am glad to see that some people are still doing pretty well in the midst of all of this chaos. Our next guest is a very good friend of mine and needs no introduction. If you haven't heard of him before, you probably don't work in the filmmaking industry. Let's hear from Philip Bloom and no doubt one or two of his cats. You can't even see my shot, so I don't know why I'm referring to it. You'll see it when you get it, when the internet finally sends it. Sounds good. So, you at home? Yeah, I am at home. How could you tell? I don't know, just a wild guess. I've got cats here, but they're out of frame, so you can't see them. I'm not going to disturb them. So, we're talking about the coronavirus today. What's... what? You heard of that? What's that then? <laughs> no, I... no, I've been not trying to ignore the news recently. I don't know, what's been going on? So you've been <sighs> self-isolating for a while anyway now. Well, I've been self-isolating for months, editing the MZ course since the summer last year. Um, literally, like, you know, going two weeks without leaving the house frequently and finally finished it in January, February, beginning of February, the last one. And then um, during that, I was doing some work on the FX9 review, so the Sony mm-hmm. FX9 review. And so that took about seven weeks of editing. And <laughs> so by the time I was ready to um, rejoin the world, the world decided to shut down. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence, huh? I mean, that's just mean. I think, it, I think it's just, you know, do it on purpose. But yeah, so it's, um, as you know, things are very, very weird and very strange. And I was driving around doing um, some filming in the car yesterday um, just to see, try and capture, um, you know, social distancing and see how many people there are. Because I'm trying to capture the next few weeks, months and changing London. And... Um, most, well, not most, but I would say probably about a quarter, at least a quarter, wearing masks that I saw. Which, considering a few days earlier, I went out and nobody was wearing masks. So I think people are actually uh, taking it more mm. seriously. And people were spaced out. I didn't, I mean, the only things I saw for, for people close together, Bus stops still standing a bit too close together. That's about it. Because they're forgetting to get on a bus, so it doesn't really matter, does it? But it's it is changing. Um, I'm I'm gonna hopefully still 
go out um, every few days just to try and get a sense of how it's changing bills not just in this area I'm sort of spreading it out but in London but just so I can get a sense of it so I mean that that's one thing that um, I'm not sure I understand see my watch doesn't understand the concept of this <laughs> basically it's like a time capsule that when people can look back at instead of just the news they can see something a bit different so you know like cinematic b-roll god I hate that phrase <laughs> So are you are you still you're still going to be going out and filming um, all of this, right? Or are you doing it so all yeah, from I car? Mean, or well, no, I, there's no reason why I can't get out and do it on from tripods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my first video was on you know seventy to two hundred, most of it, and a one hundred and five. So it was all long lens stuff. Just keep away from people. Mm-hmm. And you know, people say, "Oh, it's not essential." Well, I consider it my job. It's what I do. Yeah. I may, you know, I may not be getting any being hired right now because nobody's, you know, nobody's hiring anybody. But I can still do what people would generally hire me to do, which is make videos, make films, and as documentaries is my main form of of filming. That's what I'm trying to do is just document London because we've never, you know, this is in anybody's lifetime as if they had like this even during the second world war when we were being (laughs) blitzed um people still had the freedom Mm -hmm. to go and see their families and go about their business of course you know it's it's much more dangerous back then and people more people were dying but it's but it's this is a very unique thing um and it is scary it is scary even if you think you're invulnerable by being young you're not you just need to just be smart really about it or and any any filming that I do is smart. You know, it'd be nice to talk to people and get their thoughts and opinions, but really that means me getting close to them. Uh, I don't need that. And also the news is getting that. There's so many people being interviewed about it. I feel I just want to just capture the atmosphere mm. and how it feels as it changes. Yeah, you, you could always put a, uh, a microphone on a boom pole or something and hold it out. Yeah, I, yeah I, I could do, but... but you don't um, want to go through it that effort. You still need to actually stop people to ask them, and that's people don't want to stop. People don't. People don't want to. Yeah. They just want to keep moving and stand, stay away. Mm. I mean, it's like when I was, um, and I, I went out last week just to the shops, and this was the first time I've probably been out actually because I hadn't really been out, and I just found it amazing that just seeing people just on my streets um, crossing seeing somebody coming up crossing the other side of the road because, yeah, you, you can't avoid um, in the streets. You know, the two metres is fine, but if you're coming the opposite direction, you're screwed. You know, you look at Richmond High Street, how are you supposed to keep two metres, you know, that you're going to cross people, mm. aren't you, and stuff. So it's... It's, it's that's a weird feeling when you, when you get that and when, when people, when you're walking along and, and, and people kind of avoid you and walk away from you and even though you know what it's for it's, it's kind of like it's just such a weird feeling uh having they, that happen they've been doing that for me for years though so it's not <laughs> nothing strange so <laughs> i'm kind of i don't take it personally i'm used to it now yeah um so going back to um the announcement last night um saying that we yeah. should all stay at home i think a lot of people are kind of scratching their heads as to what they mean exactly because he said uh that we could still go out for 
obviously things like shopping and sport activities mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, um, but also work if it is essential. Then in yeah. any published documents, it says we are allowed, still allowed to go to and from work, uh, but only if it is absolutely necessary to do so. Only if you can, cannot do that work from home. So it doesn't mention uh, work that is essential. But even you know, even even bearing in mind that that phrase essential work is it work that is essential to you or is it essential workers like doctors staff, uh, nurses um, police and that kind I of think stuff? It, for me I think it's clear that the essential means you haven't got a choice yeah um, so that includes people like people who are working for businesses who are saying sorry we still need you Mm-hmm. Sports Direct, for example, we know they're, they're saying we are needed. Our shops need to be open because we want to supply home exercise equipment. So people who work in their shops, they're essential. And, you know, whilst they're not essential workers through the survival of Britain right now, it's essential for, for them because their employer is insisting that they continue to work. And so, therefore, they haven't got a choice. Would you do, do you resign? I don't know. If you don't want to go to work, especially a company like that, because I could imagine that's pretty pretty crappy anyway. But it is it is it is vague. Um, it is weird that you know saying uh, what it is is it's these aren't rules as such because they're not enforced. They can't enforce them. How can you enforce it? Saying Julian, hang on a minute, you already went for a run today. Why are you doing a second one? This is the police pulling over. You know they're not going to do that. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. going to keep track of these things. So it's just it's it's there to basically say to you, okay, don't. This is what we you know. It, it, it's it's still advisory to a point because before it was advice. The only thing I, I think that is is going to be enforced from what I can see is the gatherings of people, and you know you see you know you see that down in Richmond Riverside. You see you know teenagers and stuff. That sort of thing will be dispersed, and th- those are the sort of things which I think will be. Um, the other stuff is really down to people's common sense, which is scary. But I think you know the problem. The thing is, it, we both know that if if this is not, um, if people still are going out and you still see people down the high streets and stuff, even though everything's shut, then he will do something more draconian, which will be like they have in France, which is where you need to go online, and if you need to go to shops, you need to fill out the form online. And print it off so you have your papers to show to any authorities. That's what would be coming to um, if this doesn't if this doesn't work. So you know the reason this happened was because of the weekend. Everybody went out because it was sunny and lovely, which is what I was worried about. Yeah, it's kind of comes at a very annoying time when it's spring in England. It's beautiful outside today. Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, we've got the clocks changing in, what, like a week or so, um, the end of the month. So we get an extra hour to stay inside. So we get an extra hour in the evening, which is going to encourage people to want to stay out longer. Mm. Whereas, you know, it's, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, when it comes to essential work, so, um, and and, and they're saying don't travel to your families and stuff. Okay, fair enough. Um, but then it comes to essential work when it comes to freelancers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So like my cleaner yesterday, I asked her what she's going to do. And she said, well, as long as people still hire me, I'm going to clean. So it is essential for her. Um, until we see self-employment 
what they're offering come、mm. through. We don't really, you know, we need to just we need to figure things out ourselves for now. But I think something is coming. They have to. I think the reason why it's been so slow is because it is incredibly complicated. It's easy in a way with paye because it's so simple. It's like this is their salary. Blah blah blah.、Yep. They work for this company. Whereas freelancing is hard. And and let's be honest, you know, places like people like cleaners and、um, and、uh, plumbers, any lot of these lot of people do a lot of cash in hand, don't they? So、mm-hmm. to try and keep their tax down, and they're going to really suffer because if I'm pretty certain whatever they they come up with will be based upon based upon what you declare each each tax year, and、um, it'll be a percentage of that. I expect the percentage of the medium of the past three years, I suppose, because even if you do declare your day rate, you can't say my day rate's nine hundred pounds. I'll have eighty percent of that. Yeah, but what if you've only been doing it for a year? What if this is your first year? What if you left a staff job last year and you're starting, or、yeah. you just come、yeah. out of university? Yeah, it is very hard for for them to kind of calculate, free, you know, how much freelancers should get and that kind of stuff. Because right now, all all that they're promised is、uh, statutory sick pay, which is. Just above ninety-four pounds a week, which is yeah, not much.、Um, no, no. So no, yeah. I mean, it's. I think this is the reason. I mean, they've been. They haven't. They've been very evasive about saying anything about it, which has been the frustrating thing. Which just wish they just come out and just said, we haven't forgot the self-employed. We are working、mm. on it. If they just、mm. said that, that would have been so much better than just.、Um, Avoiding it and saying what we're doing is we're trying to prop up the you know the economy and blah, that's that's the answer that's been we've we put in these very strong measures like that's not the answer to the question of what about freelancers because Britain the amount of people who are freelance in Britain is enormous absolutely enormous and it is yeah, I think it's about fifteen percent of fifteen、uh, percent of the workforce depending、yeah. on who you ask yeah I mean like I've taken you know I, I, my I've got a three-month mortgage holiday from my、mm-hmm. for my bank,、um, although it doesn't start until the next payment, which will be May.、Um, there's still, you know, that's not my all my outgoings. It's it's the biggest lump sum, but I have lots of outgoings, and they'll still be going out. And ninety-four pounds a week is not going to come anywhere close to it. Yeah, and none of us are prepared for this. You know, there may be there's probably some smart people out there who have savings, but they're savings, aren't they? They're there for a reason.、Um, people will be dipping into their tax money without question to keep things afloat, and they're delaying VAT. You don't have to file it for for you know the, the next quarter is delayed until. But then it's still be payable. It's not like it's like we're letting you off. It's still going to be there, and that's assuming that in three months' time things are going to be back to normal, which I doubt it. Really, to be honest with you, even if this does clear up and we're all let outside again,、uh, that doesn't mean the economy will will have recovered from from the 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 hit that it's taking. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, when it comes down to well, the only the only positive I can kind of think about it is that when it comes to businesses trying to get back up on their feet, not like you know your business and my business, but businesses who hire us. Marketing actually will be kind of quite a big thing, I would、mm-hmm. have thought, to try and you know get them back on their feet in many ways, because you know it's going to be 
you know, it's 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 you know, you just have to think about it. These shops of all these shops are closed. All these restaurants are show, closed. Cafes are closed. The airlines aren't flying. No, you know, every, the only you know, it, very little is still normal, and that is kind of supermarkets, really, and that's about it, really. So I mean, everything else. Well, actually, I mean, Amazon and everything. Those sort of companies are still seem to be going, which is interesting. Um, God, what would we do without Amazon? But yeah, it's, so it's like it's just the effect it's going to have on the whole country is just astonishing, you know. It, and God, could you imagine? Um, I don't know how it's going to. I mean, we are still part of Europe at least right now. Um, I don't know if that's going to make any changes to things. It's pretty much the worst time to be doing Brexit. I would have thought <laughs> yeah. is. You know, basically deal with it on your own. Basically, I mean, all of this is going to certainly delay talks, delaying the Olympics. So they're going to should be should yeah. be delaying Brexit. Yeah. Then they've got more important things to do than negotiate, and also the negotiators have all got got the virus anyway. So you said that there's going to be a, a marketing push to get when when people are allowed back out to kind of encourage people to to go get back out and start spending again. Do you reckon we'll see? Um, a boom in in our industry um people coming in and asking for promotion i don't know if we see a boom no i don't know if we see a boom and it all depends upon who your clients are so mm-hmm. my clients aren't high street stores and things like that they are the corporates that i do will be businesses who are much smaller and will probably be very very financially hit so their money will be limited full stop I just think it's sort of like the bigger companies, um, you know, we're back. That, those sort of companies like that will really be pushing. I don't know. I mean, it's just just guessing. I'm just and also wish and hoping that that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I think if you're in the if you're not in the event industry now, the event industry is obviously suffering badly in weddings and stuff. But um, God, I could tell you something. You could probably do a lot worse than. If you're shoot, if you're a shooter and you're worried about work, is start marketing yourself as as, make, as doing weddings, because there's going to be suddenly everybody's going to be wanting to get married who've been delaying it over however long it's going to be, and they'll they'll want to mind you, I don't know how much money they'll have because everybody's going to be broke. I don't know. Nobody's going to have any money. We're basically going to have to become a communist country under a Tory government. Which is very strange. <laughs> Whoever thought that's going to happen? The, we're, we're becoming a more socialist country than Corbyn could ever have imagined <laughs> under Boris Johnson. I think the biggest issue a lot of people are going to have, apart from money, is um, is keeping themselves busy and finding ways to not go mental inside. Because look, you know, um, I've got a nice house. I have more than enough space for myself and. I've got everything I need in here, apart from company, just my cats. But then you have the other, you know, then you have people who will be cooped up with with their family twenty four seven, and will find it quite hard because it is, it's not normal. It's it's just going to be a strain on every relationship, for sure. You know, people need space. People need, um, you know. Going to work is great space for relationships, and that's going to be gone for a lot of people. We're all going to be working from home, 
But there's the positive of spending time with your families. So, that, you know, it'll be interesting to see as a social as a social thing, just to see a social experiment in a way, just to see how everybody deals with this sort of thing. The fact that we can still go out and exercise and is is important for sure. And if you're a family, you can all go out together. But then you get pulled over by the police and like, who are these six people? They're my kids. Six? Yep. Ever heard of contraception? Nope. I'm a Catholic. Ah. <laughs> well, I suppose if you if if going out is your going out for exercise is your only um is the only time you can get out of the house, then you might want to get away from your family a little bit. If you're cooped up. Yeah, I mean it's like you know you. I think the only way you're going to be able to socially meet your friends and stuff. You say, look, I'm going to Tesco's at three o'clock. I go to Tesco's at three o'clock. And uh, as long as we're two metres apart, we'll be all right. We can talk. <laughs> we can talk. Yeah. Talk. I haven't been to the supermarket. I haven't been to a big supermarket since this has happened. But is it like one way around the aisles? No. To stop um, people crossing? Well, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been to a big supermarket since, obviously, last night when, when we were all told to stay home. But... Um, before that, it was as normal, except that there's nothing in the aisles, and people just yeah. try and stay far further apart. You have to get close to people inevitably if you're in the same aisle as them. And people aren't wearing um, ma- wearing masks then, or any other protection. I mean, the thing is, gloves some, are fine. Some, some people are. Gloves are fine as long as you don't touch your face, because it's not your the, the hands are not the issue. It's the yeah. virus on you know. If you have gloves and the virus gets on the gloves, it's still the same thing, isn't it? You're still gonna. You know, yeah. and they're talking. I think that I read that it's got like a week or so, no, 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 24 hours on a cardboard box. It can survive on. So if you've had an yeah. Amazon delivery, so even if you, if you, even if you do uh, wear a mask and gloves, but you pick up a box that has the virus on it, you bring it home, you take your mask and gloves off, and then you're touching that what, cardboard box. Or you, you, yeah, I think in a way you're probably better off with without gloves because you can just wash your hands. Otherwise, you're chucking out your gloves each time, aren't you? Yeah. They're like surgical type, you know, disposable gloves. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, the thing is, we talked about this before, you know, it's like, you know, you, you kind of want to get it. Um, as long as you're relatively healthy, you kind of want to get it and hope you just get through it because then it will just relieve so much of the paranoia. That's the thing. You're not, you're not guaranteed immunity. There have been um, many cases of reinfection. And even if you do have some immunity to it you don't know how long that will last no um so i mean i I kind of feel that way uh with laura my girlfriend who's a nurse who we think that she got it off of one of her patients i mean she had all all of the symptoms um straight after working with a covid confirmed patient so i mean she hasn't been tested but it's pretty pretty likely that she did get it and i'd been hanging around her around that time so we've been self-isolating for a couple of weeks now um, yeah, and the couple of days that I was out after the recommended two weeks, I felt a lot more relaxed because it's kind of like, well, you know, I got it, didn't get any mm. symptoms, didn't, you know, absolutely fine. Yeah, um, I'm not really worried about getting it again myself. I, so I'm just staying away from found- my family and staying away from. Yeah, I just think that you know, once there's a test that can show that you've either had it, have it, and. And hopefully shows that you have antibodies against it. 
Um, and then, you know, that will be, I mean, that's essential, really. The only way they're going to get any sense of numbers is to test as many people as they can because they haven't a clue, really. They really don't. And, you know, they, they're talking about it being way, 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 way higher. And that's the thing is people see the numbers of like, you know, whatever thousands of cases right now, like out of 67 million or whatever it is, population of the UK. That's what's the odds of me bumping into somebody like that? That's the thing. It's, they're the ones who've been tested. Why have they been tested? Because they've either been in contact with somebody or more likely are sick. You know, your girlfriend wasn't, was she tested? No, she wasn't tested. Um, I hear they're only testing people who are sick and need further care because we've gone, gone past the stage where that matters. Yeah. So there's no way of knowing that, you know, what the actual numbers are, that they're meaningless. The only numbers that are kind of, they know are the deaths because they are actually testing post-mortem, whereas mm -hmm. some countries actually aren't even doing that. They're not even testing post-mortem to actually find out. It's all very depressing and scary. They're talking about this, isn't it? Oh, lollipop. Ah, lollipop's joining me now. Hello. What? There's, there's worse company to have uh, in, in self-isolation, in self Phil. They're great, and thankfully they are. They can't catch it, because that would be bloody awful. My, I think my, my advice is for just, if, you know, just managing your time is, if you're at home, is don't, don't sit in your pyjamas all day. Get up, have a routine. Because, um, you know, I've, having, having done so much editing at home, um, I know what it's like and I know that if I don't get up at a certain time and if I don't you know, do these certain things, then I won't get my work done. Um, mm. And it's important to, and the days just drift into each other and it's just like, oh, where am I? I think it's important to try and maintain some sort of um, structure within your day. And you know, if you, are, if you do start to edit and if you can put together some stock footage or even shoot some stock footage of your family of everyday type stuff that's that's good just try and be creative as much as possible and um you know if you're on your own then um well that's what facetime and skype's for i guess um but you know i've got my neighbors take advantage of the fact that you can still go outside now and then try and get a workout in in the park in the morning or something yeah, exactly. And my next door neighbour, Mick, he's in his late 70s and he said to me, Phil, if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> Dude, wrong <Yeah>. way round. <laughs> oh, bless him. All right. Well, Crazy. let's chat soon. And um, yeah, thanks for dropping in and, and um, letting, letting us know how you're experiencing all this. Uh, we look forward to seeing your videos from, from your outings over the next couple of weeks and months. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our final guest today is Adam Plowden. Adam is a freelance camera operator, and we actually do quite a lot of work with him at Terralon Media. So let's give him a call now and see what he has to offer. I'm planning on uh, maybe shaving my head completely if uh, if I don't get access to a hairdresser within the next month, a month and a half. Oh, you're kidding. Surely maybe, not. Maybe. To be, to be determined. Anyway, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Julian. Good to see you. Bit of a, and you. Um, bit of a special special edition of the podcast here. Um, obviously a remote one. For those who don't know you, do you want to give us a, a brief introduction on who you are? 
Sure, yeah. Um, uh, I'm Adam. I've been uh, working uh, with you guys at Terralon for quite a while now. Um, I'm a camera operator, uh, video producer, um, based in South London and in lovely leafy Surrey. Uh, I do a lot of event work, uh, so event production, um, both in kind of like now kind of like the sports field with with Terralon, but also not in the, the kind of corporate world as well. Um, I like to specialise in kind of same day editing content, making corporate content so much more interesting than it certainly has been over the last few years. Uh, I also do a lot of voluntary work with uh, the Scout Association as well. So over the last week or so, because of uh, coronavirus, I've been kind of leading the transformation to bring all of our program delivery uh, onto a, a, a virtual platform. So that's been quite exciting and quite different. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like a, a brief a brief summary. <laughs> I never like talking too much about myself. So I guess you kind of touched upon it, but how, how has this all affected you? Uh, it's been quite a dramatic change. Usually this is a really, really busy period for work and it has kind of like dropped off the, the face of the earth, really. Um, it's something that I've never ever seen before and I know that there's so many of us that are in exactly the same position as well so that's kind of nice because it gives the situation that we're going to a sense of, of unity um, I'm talking to other camera operators and other freelancers that work in in this area and they're all in the same boat so yes we're going through a very strange time at the moment where work is it's been postponed or cancelled um i've kind of accepted it as as what it is yes some really exciting projects aren't going to be going ahead some of them have just been postponed to later on in the year some are holding off to to kind of like the june july period so waiting for that kind of that that period where possibly things can and production can start picking up again um I kind of am hoping for it to obviously not be too far in the future when we can carry on getting outside with a camera and shooting and, and meeting up again. But I think uh, as well, this is a time where we need to kind of strategize and think a little bit about who we are as creatives, our USPs, um, our library of work. Uh, it's quite nice to have periods of downtime, uh, obviously not over an elongated period like this, but it gives you a, a chance to reflect on the work that you've done, where you want to go in the future and the kind of work that you want to produce. Um, and I think if you don't have that, if you don't take those breathers, then you kind of get stuck in the same loop. And it's quite difficult to, when you're kind of you love your job, but you're doing your job to earn money. It can be quite difficult to get out of, out of that cycle yep. unless you you look at things from a wider perspective. Yeah, it does give you the chance to take a step back, um, take a breather, avoid creative burnout. Um, and that's actually in our well before before all of this happened, we had recorded a few episodes of this podcast, and a theme that was quite that kept coming up in the in the last in the last couple of ones that have not been published yet is mental health and specifically uh, the one we did with Phil Lawrence, which will be uh, 
um, released over the next coming weeks. Um, we spoke about, a lot about creative burnout, and I suppose this this comes at, at a time where, I mean, it's uh, unfortunate because it's kind of event season where everything seems to be ramping up for a lot of people. But you know, as you, as you said, it's not necessarily a bad thing all round. It gives you the chance to update your website and do things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, times times like this, it is really, really hard sometimes working in this industry because you get periods where you work intensively hard for a really long period of time. And sometimes when there's nothing going on for say a week or two weeks, everything feels like the kind of world has stopped spinning. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that I've personally felt like that sometimes. Um, and I suffer from uh, SAD and I've had anxiety and depression in the past. And when you look at kind of the, the industry as a whole, sometimes we are very kind of isolated characters. Uh, we quite often work on our own or as part of a small team. Uh, we edit on our own. Um, we kind of like do all of the planning and the preparation on our own sometimes. And it can be a struggle to continue doing that for a long period of time. And I know like we had a, a bit of a chat earlier on in the year and like work was going well, but at the same time, it was just a kind of a really strange period in regards to kind of how I was feeling. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a good thing. And luckily, we've got a really kind of nice, close lit community of of, uh, of filmmakers and video producers so um, quite a lot of us are all kind of like we all help each other out and it's really nice to know that there is this community that surrounds us we aren't actually on our own despite sometimes it feeling like we really are mm. yeah I mean that, that that is certainly something that I've felt in the past couple of days and weeks um, and that from talking to people on this podcast I've kind of found out that other people feel this way as well, but this has um, brought about a sense of community. And I suppose if you, if this was happening to one person and if work had vanished for, for you alone and everyone else is continuing as normal, then that would be extremely overbearing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it, that happens to, to all of us at the end of the day, the kind of, the the way that we work in the industry that we work in is extremely volatile you never really know what's happening three months six months 12 months down the line um and yeah you can suddenly get into a place where you see everybody else around you making really really am amazing work they get the most incredible opportunities and get to travel all over the place or get to work with some really famous people or they get to try out all of this new amazing equipment and sometimes you can be sat at home thinking I've worked so hard up to this point surely there must be some door that I can open or where is where am I going to be able to find that opportunity and in regards to like the how people can kind of keep themselves going and keep themselves motivated is reaching out to others to find out about any kind of creative opportunities or just kind of keeping a contact going. Um, just linking this back to this coronavirus situation is that um, 
all of us are currently in the same boat and luckily we can all talk about the situation that is currently taking place but I think we should all be a little bit more kind of open-minded as towards maybe that person hasn't been posting their work recently online or you haven't had a chat with them for a little while um all of those things that you kind of think of go, oh, I should probably give them a ring or I should send them a message, but don't get around to it because you might be too busy. That person might really need some help and support. And through kind of making these kind of collaborative networks, even if you're on set or on a shoot, just lending a hand just for the fun of it, just so it gets you out of the house, that's something that is a, will be a lot more beneficial to you in terms of your mental well-being and your feeling of self-worth than either not reaching out for that opportunity uh, mm -hmm. or you not giving that opportunity to somebody else. Um, I personally know that it's sometimes really difficult to be able to reach out and say, oh, hey, do you think I might be able to tag along and do this or do you need a hand to do that? Uh, and it is a challenge. If you're, feel if you're not feeling well in yourself, then... Sometimes your kind of like mental state can be, oh, I don't want to be a burden on them or I don't want to um, feel like I'm pulling them down if I ask them to help or I might essentially kind of make them feel bad if I feel bad. Uh, I was traveling to um, New York last November for a shoot, uh, a kind of like a, a conference there. I was doing kind of same day editing, same day shooting and stuff. And another production company was setting up in the airport because they were... Uh, doing uh, a shoot for Virgin. It was about one of their new planes. Uh, so I got chatting with them. I saw they had, uh, uh, I think, a red um, Gemini there. So I was like, oh, a little bit kind of keen on their tech or what was going on and stuff. Yep, yep. You know, we're all kind of geeks at heart, aren't we, really? Um, and I was just chatting with them, just gave them a, a, a follow on Instagram, sent them a message just saying it was great to meet you. Um, and we keep in touch. And they got in touch the other week and said, hey, look, we're looking for a DOP for this shoot. Are you available to come on board? And uh, I was. Uh, so we, we had a chat about that. Unfortunately, the shoot didn't come off because of <laughs> all of all of this kind of of all of this yeah, taking place. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of you keep you keep the links going. You keep don't get yourself kind of falling down the rabbit hole with things. Um, yeah. Well, two things there. The first is that networking is is very important and that getting yourself out there and talking to people like you did at the airport um, is very important, but also, um, you know, reaching out and asking for help or offering help uh, for you know, other reasons uh, such as mental health. Um, so some very good, very good tips and advice there, um, both in, in normal times and, and in these strange times as well. Um, you, like many others, or like pretty much everyone, have had work cancelled or postponed. Um, and now we're being asked to stay indoors. What is your, what do you think of all of that? Are you, are you worried about work um, and about income in the next couple of months? Or are, have you been able to put aside or, you know, what's what's your situation with that? Uh, over the last couple of years, I've been like working super hard and saving really hard to buy a house. And I thought that this year I'm going to be able to buy a house. This is going to be amazing. Uh, obviously, next to, I don't know, a really expensive camera, the next biggest thing that you buy. Um, and I was getting really gearing up 
for this big kind of like life event. And obviously that's now not going to happen because of income essentially just not being there anymore. Um, it is a worry because I now haven't been working for probably two and a half weeks, maybe. And at the rate of the way that things are going, um, I'm probably not going to get another production job until maybe the mid to the end of June. So th mm. that's a long time. It's what, two, two and a half months, nearly three months. Uh, and it's, I'm, you kind of go, well, you can kind of streamline everything that you, you'd usually spend your money on. So obviously Adobe have been really good in giving three months uh, credit to your Adobe CC subscription. I've talked to HMRC about tax. That's been pushed back. Um, there are kind of processes that you can do so that you can alleviate that cost burden from anything associated with your business. Um, but obviously, if you've got rates to pay and rent, then yeah, you're, unless you have a kind of buffer fund, then then you're you're in a really bad situation. Um, I like to have a certain amount of safety net money there, so that the so that what I do and the, the, the my kind of operating costs can tick over for at least three months. Um, paying myself minimal money as possible. That's hopefully kind of a bit of a common practice between us, knowing how work fluctuates throughout the year. All self-employed people are now in a really kind of bad situation because the £94.50 a week that was originally suggested um, will not cover anywhere near the kind of normal living costs um, that kind of people have to have to um, pay out on in this day and age. And that's even, I think the health minister said that there was no way that he could live on 94 pounds a week. So at least there's some solidarity there, I guess. But yeah. we are hoping that today that there is an announcement that levels the, the financial support that will be given by the government, that levels it with that kind of 80% threshold that was offered to people um, that are in full-time employment. So Today being March 24th, um, in case, the, the, yeah, this will uh, be released hopefully within the next couple of days. Okay. Yes. So. so that's so the date that Julian said because I have lost track of all days. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is today. Um I think it's Wednesday today. No. It, Tuesday. It, Julian's having to uh, check. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh Tuesday March 24th. Okay, good. So yeah, yeah. Tuesday March 24th might be the turning point in the worry for many self-employed freelancers that are in this situation. Maybe. Cuz Currently, what's available so for freelancers and and sole traders is uh, statutory sick pay of ninety, just over ninety four pounds a week. When you look at how the creative industry operates as a whole, the people that are currently sat at home, working, not working, um, are if you are ingesting any type of media content, the pro the probability that that was either filmed by, edited by, produced by, uh, even games, scripts, 
all of those kind of creative industries, the probability is extremely high that that was produced by a freelancer. Um, they are like we are essentially the the kind of core of the kind of the beating heart of of the creative industries, and the um, the restructuring of the BBC that happened probably ten years ago was getting rid of all of its full time uh, technical. Uh, crew, well, the majority of their full-time technical crew, their outside broadcasting crew, uh, and replacing them with freelancers because it was more cost-effective. Um, so even even big broadcasters are now having to essentially kind of shift the way that they can work with freelancers. The the UK TV and film industry is one of the largest kind of our largest exports. I think it's something like four billion pounds per year. Uh, I think I might need to fact check that. Um, it's, it's somewhere it's somewhere around that. That that is our export in terms of television, uh, film, kind of that entertainment sector. Uh, so, yeah, we want to see support from the government, and hopefully that does come very very soon. Um, um, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But at the end of the day, it's very very difficult to balance creativity with security uh, mm -hmm. and one really nice enjoyable thing about being a freelancer and working on all of these different projects is that almost every project and every person that you interview every location that you visit it's all different and it's I sometimes feel like for me that variety is part of the creative challenge and is kind of why that I do, why I love doing what I do. That's kind of the real wonderful challenge about being a, a freelancer uh, and working in this environment is that we know not every day is going to be the same. And would we lose that aspect of creativity, uh, flexibility, freedom to experiment uh, if we worked in, in a in a marketing department in a in a company or an organization like that so with last night's announcement that we should all stay at home now it seems as far as i can tell that we are still allowed to go out and do our jobs and film what's your take on that i think that despite our greatest personal intentions of wanting to earn a wage we should follow the government's advice and do the right thing um, i am going to go out for a walk later today just to get out of the house uh, and i'll take my camera with me i've got the i've got this ready to go uh, the 5D Mark III with the Lomagon 32mm lens, so uh, I haven't actually had a nice, a proper chance to go and kind of just take some stills with that. So I'm going to go and have a walk in the kind of golden hour time, just taking some stills. Um, I mean, I saw a, a post on a on a kind of like a UK camera operators group on Facebook earlier today, which was along the lines of. I don't have any work, but I want to go out and film some stuff with, with my camera. What should I do? And I think somebody's reply to that in a comment was, what part of filming is essential? Um, and that's a very good point. Like, 
we could go out and kind of film our passion projects on our or go out and do kind of like one-to-one -one filming on our own as long as we're really safe but I mean I don't I don't know it's uh we we're, we're currently in a time that we haven't actually kind of experienced before uh it's uh, especially in like kind of like especially our lifetimes um mm. me personally like I am I, I'm helping kind of some elderly neighbours around here like with their food shopping and getting essential bits for them um my my parents both have kind of quite bad underlying health conditions so I don't want to be passing anything on to them that I could potentially get from uh, any kind of like contact. So I think it's a very kind of personal decision as to whether you do it. Um, me personally, I, well, actually it depends how much they pay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, because <laughs> there's, there's one, one side, one side of it is that uh, if you're just going out for, you know, to, to play with your camera and to do some personal stuff, then you should maybe think about staying inside. But if you're actually being hired to go, um, to go and film something, as far as I can tell that going and doing that is traveling to and from work when it absolutely cannot be done at home, which is part of the guidelines that, that have been given. So as long as you're you know, safe and that you are taking steps necessary to disinfect everything, st stay far from people as much as possible, um, then theoretically that that is something you can do. Whether you should do it or not is is the next question. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it it's going to depend on your own kind of personal situation, really. Um, I know that because I have the welfare of others to look after i wouldn't want to put them in any kind of health situation um because i know that if i did so i can just see some people walking along the road at the moment as we speak um that there are some people that are just kind of ignoring this and uh, like i work next to a nice massive window and um, you can see people ignoring the, the advice just like it's any other day. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like if you're going to interpret it as um, an essential, like, an essential um, journey that you're going to have to do, you're going to have to make contact with people, then yeah, I guess you could go and do the work. Yeah, it's moral standing. It's a very hard, uh, very difficult question to answer. Um, but that being said, obviously, like we're getting good news reports and all of that kind of stuff from all over the place. And so there are there are camera operators out there, are producers out there that are, that are on the kind of front line um, to the uh, to the coronavirus situation. Uh, and obviously, you would expect them to take the same precautions as as I would, as you would, as, as anybody else would to keep themselves safe and to keep everybody else safe. Great. Well, thank you, Adam, uh, for stepping in and talking to us in, in these uh, uncertain times. Um, your thoughts have been undeniably impressive. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> no, it's, it's, always, it's always good to have these kind of conversations that don't just involve camera kit, it makes you look outside of the box to the wider world 
um, and particularly in uh, what the country and what everybody else is going through at the moment, we're in a time where we need to have these kind of talks and these kind of discussions because people might have advice for you that you never knew existed. And and also we're all, unless you are out and about doing stuff, we're all at home sitting on our asses in front of a computer anyway. Um, so yeah, it's this, this is valuable. And that also includes anyone listening in. We would love to hear from you. Um, so if you, depending on where you're listening to this or watching this, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., uh, do reach out and give us your opinions on and let us know what you're doing. Whether you're staying at home, whether you keep whether you keep working, what you're doing to stay fit and sane, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Watch masterclasses or like Philip Bloom's photography for filmmakers course or like keep your education going. This is kind of if you're not working on something, make use of the time. So, yeah. Have, having filmed a lot of uh, Philip's uh, masterclass uh, filmmaking for photographers course, I highly recommend it. <laughs> the, the the other the, the master classes are really good as well there's some great ones on advertising and other yes. others on i've seen those on on advertised on social media really um, good really so good. much but i might just um jump in take take this opportunity to to try some out yeah it, it's a bit of creative inspiration for you and sometimes like i mentioned earlier you need something to uh look at to give yourself a little bit of a pathway going forward. So yeah, check it out and uh, yeah, experiment. All right. Well, thank you very much, Adam. Brilliant. I'll, thank um, you, Julian. Speak to you soon. All right. Cool. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. And that's all we have time for on this episode of the podcast. Once again, thanks for listening or watching. Make sure you subscribe to not miss future episodes and feel free to send us a message with either some feedback or maybe a question that you want answered on this podcast. The best way to reach us is on our Instagram at Terralon Media. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy and stay indoors. Bye for now. Bye.